Hello and welcome to Cameo Guys. I'm your host, Mark Nelson. And as always, I'm joined by Cam. Hello, hello. And hello to you, Matthew. <laughs> oh, jeez. First naming me and everything. Um, <laughs> yes. Hello, Nelson. Hey, Johnsy. Thanks. I'm going to uh, keep it up, Bakes. Because mm-hmm. you won't know at what point am I just going to sweep the legs and absolutely <laughs> go at you. <laughs> Well, just know that yep, it's coming. Yep, on my toes. But I'm not going to let you know when. No doubt on my toes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Well, if you really want to do that, you'd start with me first for a few episodes, and then just when I'm real cocky, bring you back down to earth. Interrupt me again, Bakes. I'm <laughs> going to start real soon. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, uh, we've just been to see Jojo Rabbit. Yes. At an advanced members screening mm-hmm. at Cameo Cinemas. Yes, with uh, a complimentary pickle and, and beer. And with beer. <laughs> with beer. That was the best. <laughs> You're just not getting oh, that at a normal The cinema. pickle made it. Yeah. I had too many pickles. Oh, that was a big pickle. I am happy that I said no to the pickle. The pickle, good pickle. I mean, it was fine. It was an okay pickle. Because did you end up with two Start, pickles? They I... walked around with a jar of pickles <laughs> asking who wants more. Yeah. Because uh, they had some technical difficulties and they yes. thought their way to uh, subdue the crowd was to offer up more pickles. <laughs> I've never seen a... Cinema Usher walk the aisle no. with a very industrial-sized can of pickles. And you never will. Oh. Um, I just hope there was a conversation. What do we give? The beers or the pickles? Take the pickles. They'll want the pickles. <laughs> the people want the pickles. No one's saying no to a pickle, you fool. <laughs> yeah. But what a what a time. What a, what a great time. Great cinema experience. Always, always fun. Uh-huh. And what a film. It's, yes. I actually think it's quite rare for us mm. to go see a movie and come back excited to talk about it, mm-hmm. is the way I, yep. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm feeling. Yeah, I mean, like, it's a, it's a Tiger movie, so... And especially after last week's film, or <sighs> films, thanks, Bakes. Um, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. It's a good change of pace. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy I watched the right movie. <laughs> it's good. It just turns up... <laughs> Yeah, guys, watch Peter Rabbit. So, Cam asked for it last week, which I poo-pooed. Uh, what have we all been watching <sighs> within the span of, I think, about five months? <sighs> Probably too much, but I'll, I'll say some things. I, mm-hmm. uh, Sarah and I watched the Netflix series Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Mm. Jess is still trying to get us to watch that. We watched one episode. It's very intense. It seems intense. It gets very intense. What gets more intense than that first episode? Oh, it keeps going. Oh, good lord! Well, the the whole overarch, like yeah. the whole story is, yeah, many that victims. First girl, yeah, yep, yep, and it keeps going through that. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, but that was that was great. It's actually disappointing because I like those two actors together: Tony Collette and I'm blanking on her name, but she's very good. Yeah. She's very good. Um, I also watched a movie on uh, Netflix called Holidays. It is, quote-unquote, a horror anthology about the holidays of the year. So, like, like St. Patrick's Day and all of that. So, the inverse of all those romance films we've watched of the holidays. Yep. And it was fucking crap. So um, Really? Yeah, it was really bad. Um, I think the only one that was okay was the Christmas one. Because that had Seth Green, um, and like it, it was like a product that was like a VR headset, and like he couldn't afford it, and the only way he could get it was stealing it off someone who had a heart attack. 
and it was weird. I don't know. It, it, that was more creative, but there was like weird stuff like the Easter Bunny one was it was like just like an evil bunny. It was fucking stupid. This doesn't sound great. Um, but yeah, and uh, uh, that's that's. I'm sure I've got more, but let's just get on to the to everyone else. What have you been watching, Bags? Um, doing some Christmas rounds on Netflix and Stan, so some of the real average ones on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one which stood out the most, which I would recommend, would be The Night Before Christmas, which spelt the K-N-I-G-H-T, oh, the, the Night Vanessa Before Hudgens? Christmas. Pardon? Is it Vanessa Hudgens? It is. She does a great Christmas movie. Her, the one she did last year that we watched where she was like the baker Christ- and she was the twin. Yeah. Christmas Prince or something. Sarkovia, wasn't it? Yep. <laughs> that, so, oh, the best thing is, oh, no, what was the town they were in? Um, oh, no, I'm getting confused. Do you remember um, the, the Christmas Prince and the town of Aldovia or the country of Aldovia? Well, that's up, they're up to their third one now, aren't they? What? Okay, He's so kid this that time. country, that country gets a mention in the night before Christmas. Like oh, the it's in- all connected. The inception oh. is massive. It's all connected. It's like a because they're like going. Oh, my parents got this Christmas decoration when they were in Aldovia, and I'm like, hang on a minute. Oh, so I would definitely recommend watching the night before Christmas because if you did enjoy uh, the previous Vanessa Hudgens baking Christmas movie, oh. this is on par with that, if not better. I don't know whether I enjoyed it. It was there. Excellent. Okay. All right. I also saw Last Christmas at Cinema what did you too, think, and that was did you enjoy that, that was good. Yeah. I think it's sweet. Oh, it's Chantel loved it. Um, I was I was pretty much it's what I expected. Like I went in a good time. There was some feel good moments. You laugh a little bit. Like I th- I think she was um, she'd recommend it to many more people than I would, but it was still nice to get to go to the movies and. Yeah, that's what matters. Exactly. I have watched a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, some notable standouts. Yes. Knives Out. Mm-hmm. So, Rian Johnson's uh, directorial follow-up to The Last Jedi. Yes. Phenomenal. Okay. I very much enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Good uh, twist on the old whodunit. Done very well. Have we lost you, Bax? Are you dead? No, I'm still here. Okay, just went. Um, He's listening. Just intently. listening. Listening intently. I thought he was dead. All right. Um, Knives Out. From a from a TV show perspective, though, uh, I'm all about Watchmen. Right. Because you will have remembered I've harped on many a times about the show The Leftovers. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, Damon Lindelof's follow up to that. Um, of lost fame. Uh, so he's done The Watchmen, which is a sequel to the comics. Yep, not a sequel to the movie, and it is fantastic. I remember not liking the movie. Yeah, Understandable. Same. I'm yeah. not a fan of that movie either. It's mm. Zack Snyder, so it was it just doomed to fail. No. Uh, but this this show has been very good, very interesting. Um, I'll, I'll put it up as it's going to be must watch. Okay. In terms of shows that came out this year, um, Alan Moore. It would obviously be cracking the shits because he's never been a fan of anyone doing any extra Watchmen stuff and mm-hmm. he, he'd he be mad about this show. Oh, well. Uh, but Jeremy Irons is in it. Jeremy's Iron. Jeremy's Iron. <laughs> um, and yep. he's fucking phenomenal in it. Mm-hmm. 
like he's just playing some crazed man, and then you find out who he actually is, and it just makes it even better. Okay. So he's doing very well in that. So that's they're my standouts. What after. about the Mandalorian? Are you watching that? Oh. <laughs> Once that season's done, we should do an episode on that because that is oh, it's good. Okay. And as I've been told, it's good. I just have you not watched it yet? No. Nah. <sighs> I don't have to before surely, Wednesday. No, no, no. But surely you're you're aware of the cultural phenomenon that is... Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. I'm aware of it. Which is, I'd say to Jess, we're watching The Mandalorian, and she goes, no, it's the Baby Yoda show. It is the only reason that she will watch it. I'm there for the... Are you happy about that? For the, oh, no, I'm fine with it, Bex, because it means I get to watch it as soon as it airs. Um, <laughs> yeah. Every Friday night. Because um, it's, it's like pulpy Western style. Okay. So whereas like all the original movies were about taking off like samurai movies and were Flash like, Gordon. Well, they're sort of space westerns. Sort of yeah, but this is like really dialed up. So people, some people are hating it because right. it's like every episode's like this really, like there's an overarching plot. Yeah. But it's kind of like those, did you ever watch Xena or Hercules? You're not selling it. Oh, yep. No, but it's that kind of style of where you've got a protagonist. Yeah. And episode to episode, it's just them kind of like... Thwarting off. Kind of, yeah, going into mm. a, a situation and mm. things happen. It's just, it's very good. Okay. And that fucking baby Yoda is the cutest thing on TV, so... I don't know, Snowflake. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, there's a certain uh, Disney Plus reindeer. But, honestly, I found Mandalorian probably the best thing from a Star Wars perspective that Disney's done so far. Okay. And I think a lot of that comes down to it's John Favreau mm-hmm. is the executive producer and the list of directors on it is just the season finale is going to be directed by Taika Waititi. Oh. He was in an episode as a robot. Oh. And in the recent episode had Bill Burr as a mercenary, which was really interesting, and a other robotic mercenary played by Richard Ayoade. Oh. They well, know what you, they're you doing. Got, you got me back. Yeah. I've got you. You got me back. I've got you. I've got you back real easily. <laughs> um, but just yeah, really, really good. Okay. And it, but it's like really slow style to it, which is uh-huh. it's different. But it's like it's slow. cool. Okay. So yeah, that's me. Yep. And then of course, in a couple of days is Star Wars Day. Yes. Cam and I off to the midnight release. Bakes, you're going to watch it, so we can at least do an episode on it. Uh, yeah, watch it. Yeah, thank you. That you was, pencil you, me in. If you said no. <laughs> he said pencil. <laughs> oh, no, I was cut. You can erase that. <laughs> yeah, put, put that in permanent marker. <laughs> um, but I, I'm cautiously optimistic for that. Well, well we like the... We did like The Last Jedi. I like The Last Jedi, so... I've read some of the leaks. Oh, okay. I am going in with the hope that the leaks are out there. Yes. To be a bit of a smoke screen to oh. what's actually happening. Okay. Because I felt like Disney's gotten pretty good with putting stuff out there to get people off the scent. They did it a lot with Avengers. Uh-huh. I'm hoping they've done the same with Star Wars. Well, probably. If they're going to... Mm. Mm. We'll find out. Because if not... In a short couple There's going to be some angry people. <laughs> I don't think I'll Man, be... I have a feeling it's just Nelson leading the way. Oh, no. I'm quite content with where Star Wars is at as a franchise. There's a lot of people that hate it. Because you're getting... Well, again, I hate it because it's a 
female protagonist and all that kind of shit. But let's not let's not delve on that too much. Let's not open that Pandora's box. Yep. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's not put that into the internet <laughs> universe. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm very interested to see how it goes. Yeah, the trailers have had me pumped. Uh-huh. They've made me sad because of Carrie Fisher. Yes, but I'm on board. Mm-hmm. But so let's. Speaking of Taika Waititi. <laughs> Yeah, speaking of, what a segue. Jojo Rabbit. What a film. That was bad, I'm sorry. Um, so, yes, written and directed by Taika Waititi. Mm-hmm. So, this is his follow-up to Thor Ragnarok. Yes. And back to his normal style. Written a long time ago, though. Of working with children, I... getting awesome performances out of them. Mm-hmm. Very comedic, but dark and dramatic films. It's sort of reminded me a bit of a Wes Anderson movie. It had... There's a bit of trivia, which mm. I'll get to, that I think explains... It just kind Why of gave it had me that, that feel. That vibe. Sam Rockwell sort of gave me that vibe. I want to get into Sam Rockwell here. I'm noticing quite the trend. I listened to an interview about his performance, and there was. Um, I found it quite intriguing. Well, we'll get to that as well, Bax. Mm-hmm. So, cast uh, Roman Griffin Davis. I think this is his first role. Yes. As the aforementioned it is. Jojo. Mm-hmm. He was great. He was. I was uh, worried I wasn't going to well, like him starting. The movie starting up, but then I'm like, no. He's... How could you not like him in like the opening seconds? As soon as he started running through the streets saying "Hail Hitler," like as excited as a child could be, yeah. I was like, this movie's going places. Yeah. Uh, well, there was something. Um, um, Tyker had said in one of his interviews, uh, he was speaking about you know the casting of Roman, and instead of just looking for you know a great child actor, he's like, I wanted to look for a a child who had the same characteristics as the character Jojo. So rather than trying to become Jojo, it's like, well, he's he's pretty much Jojo. Like very in tune with his own emotions. So he found a Nazi. So he, he's not so much that aspect. Um, How do you feel about the Jews? But not a just, fan? You've got the role. <laughs> <laughs> They're bats. Yeah, but he, he just said he was like, he didn't really need him to become like this, this character because it kind of was who he was anyway. Yeah, so he's quite empathetic. Fair. Yeah. Um, yeah. He also so had... I think that's part of the reason he's able to get such good performances from the kids. Are you done, mate? <laughs> I'll wait until you start talking, then I'll go again. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> that's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> so we also had Tomason Thomason. Yep. Mackenzie. Really got to practice these names again. We have not done this in a while. Nope. Um, who played Elsa. Mm-hmm. thought she was very yes. good. We'll get into her performance. Mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson as Rosie. Nice to see her trying to get in a film. It's been a while. Yep. I mean, like, you know, she's just done adventure movies lately. Yeah. So. Uh, Taika Waititi as Adolf Hitler. <laughs> we'll get into that as well. Yeah. I love his rationale for it. Uh, Sam Rockwell. Uh, Rebel Wilson, who I thought was actually quite good. She very was okay. bit role, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. did enough. Alfie Allen, who I don't think spoke once. He said a few things. Mm. He, re- he he repeated uh, Sam Rockwell a few times. Yeah, he said Hitler. That was re- yeah, that was oh, really good. He said Hitler. They all did. Uh, Stephen Merchant, who was awesome. Yes. He and was I think the breakout star of this film, Archie Yates, <laughs> who I've never cared for a character more than his. He had, a, he had an experience, didn't he? He went from <laughs> an 11-year-old soldier... Just, uh, where's this? <laughs> oh, phenomenal. Yeah. All right, let's, let's read some trivia because uh-huh. it's, some of it's pretty good. So, wait, I've lost, I've lost the top one. Oh, here we go. Yeah. 
when Taika Waititi, who is Maori Jewish, Ooh. was asked about why he chose to play the role of Adolf Hitler, he said, the answer's simple. What better fuck you to the guy? Very good. Yep. So, this is why I think it's got that Wes Anderson I think it vibe. Was... Oops, sorry, Bags. Because uh, Fox had also said, because um, I think in, he finished the script in like 2011, and it wasn't until you know, years later, it's like, right, I've got time, I can finally do it. And when Fox said, yes, we'll do it, one of their conditions was, you need to be Adolf. Like, because they wanted him to be in it. Yeah. Which is fair. Which he, is good. He's done his juice by now. I think he's well trusted in the industry. Oh, yeah. That's all because of that Green Lantern mm. role. <laughs> um, <laughs> it opened a lot of doors. It did. So, the Wes Anderson vibe. So, yeah. Watiti discovered in his research that World War Two Germany uh, was actually very vibrant and fashionable and was interested in shying away from traditional war films showing it as dreary and dark, instead presenting the town as seemingly celebratory place and dressing characters as stylishly as possible. So he liked the idea that everything seems happy, but just underneath the surface, you know, the Third Reich is crumbling and, you know, the dream is over. Mm. And I think that's where that kind of come mm. through. It was like really vibrant and colourful and bright, which mm. is very much the Wes Anderson mm. vein. And that mm. whole... Almost, I feel like his films have that almost air of superficial yeah. happiness. and I think how just how most yep. of the adults acted sort of gave off that vibe as well. Yeah. Like sort of, um, especially Scarlett, I think she gave off a lot of the sort of Wes Anderson type. Yeah. But I think she played it up that way because her character was trying to give yep. the world that vibe to get him away from mm. his fanaticism and all mm-hmm. that. Uh Taika Waititi said that in the scene when the Gestapo come to Jojo's house, Hell Hitler is said 31 times in one minute. He wanted a funny moment and also wanted to illustrate how ridiculous and unnecessary Nazi protocols were. Yes. That was a phenomenal scene. That was good. He, that could be applied to so many of the jokes. Oh. Good on him. Um, in one scene, the Adolf Hitler character appears in a traditional Native American headdress. Hitler was a fan of German writer Karl May, whose most famous books were supposed autobiographical tales set in the American West featuring an Apache man named Winnetow. There you go. Okay. I did find that weird. It kind of happened mm. without any context. Yeah. Um, even though the spoken language is all English, all written or printed text in the movie is in German. Yes. That was fun. Uh, yes, Bake. So the screenplay was written in 2011. That puts it in between Boy, which was done in 2010, and What We Do in the Shadows, which was 2014. So. I've got another fun fact to add to that. Go for it. Because it was actually loosely, when I say loosely based off, there might not be an imaginary friend being Hitler, but it's based off a book as well, which Taika Waititi's mum read and then said, you should read this because this could be a movie. Mm, it, that popped um, up. It said adapted based on a, based book. On a book. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, ca- Caging Skies. Mm. So, obviously, there's no imaginary Hitler, but I imagine there are some similarities. Mm. Mm-hmm. Stephen Merchant said he imagined members of the Gestapo like his character as quite petty bureaucrats who, prior to the war, received little respect and during the war let their power go to their heads. That was pretty spot on. It's most of them, yeah. Yeah, did a good job of that. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm just reading... <laughs> Oh. oh, I'm not as impressed with Roman now and your story, Bakes. Let's just say could be a bit of nepotism in play here. 
His father, Ben Davis, was the cinematographer of Guardians of the Galaxy, Avengers Age of Ultron, Doctor Strange, and Captain Marvel. So let's just say I think he had one foot in the door, didn't he? He did, didn't he? Fuck you. No, he was still good. He was he, a... He's great. He's fun. Get rid of him. Um... <laughs> oh, Reshoot he, it. Here's one for shitty movie details. Oh, God. The last time Adolf Hitler appears, he has a gunshot wound on his head to reflect the fact that he's oh killed himself. God. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're not wrong. Yep. Oh, and, oh, here's an absolute stretch. <laughs> also, I'll put a spoiler warning... <laughs> When we post this. Scarlett Johansson's character is executed for circulating revolutionary leaflets. This is the same crime for which Korg, portrayed by Taika Waititi, was imprisoned in Thor Ragnarok. (laughs) (laughs) That's where he got the inspiration. Oh, oh, fucking hell. What is wrong with people? (laughs) People are just dumb. That is not a trivia piece. No. Also, I like the... Right now... As you're listening, you can look on your device and see that we've hit close to 22 minutes chatting about this film when we haven't even started talking about the film. Yes. And in last week's episode, this is about when we struggled to even come up with anything. So Uh there's your quality Uh kind of metric for us. Uh So how do we want to talk through this? Again, we're we're releasing this podcast before the movie has been officially released. Yes. so we'll, we'll, I think we'll talk to some points, but again, very spoilers abound. Mm-hmm. But I don't think we need to give it a true play-by-play. No, no, I think no, I think I just to go to and go and to, to enjoy it yourself, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> maybe may we start off with what what did we really like about the movie? <clears throat> well, there's the obvious obvious Tiger. I think that's sort of every scene that he was in was sort of lifted by his presence. I agree. Mm-hmm. But I think it got to a point where I was really enjoying the story and everything else that was happening. Yep. That he got to a point where he wasn't missed. Mm. And I feel like that was done on purpose yeah. as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, but I think that's the story, though. Like, he, early on... He relied on... He relied on Adolf yep. to sort of guide him through it. And then as as his relationship with... But I actually like that... Elsa grows. The way they've crafted it. Like, as an audience yeah. member, you're kind of like, you're not missing him. Yeah, but the, the, and then you kind of don't want to see him because he'd that's just sort of, of the old. Thing. But then he would just yeah. use, he'd just pop up, and it was like, oh yeah, he's still there. And that was kind of the the just comedy relief because it's like, oh yeah, he's, it's still like the imaginary friend that's Hitler. Yeah, like there's a lot of serious stuff going on, but whenever you see him, it's like, oh okay, yep. Mm. But he wasn't needed as much near the end. Um, the thing I liked the most, I think you mentioned it in the trivia, the. It's what does it say? It illustrates how ridiculous and and unnecessary Nazi protocols were. And I think was, the way in which he was able to to have a laugh at all those protocols and kind of break them down, just it, if it's portrayed in a different movie, it's it's a very serious thing. This movie, which is viewed through the the eyes of the child, it it just becomes a whole lot funnier, and he actually laugh at the things. You know, when someone's walking through him saying "Heil Hitler." It does seem ridiculous that everyone needs to say it. Um, just the way I was out of poke fun at that, I really appreciated. Yeah, that and the whole scene at the Hitler Youth Camp. Yes, like that yeah. for me was just perfection. Especially when it got to the point where, like, all right, kids, time to burn some books. Like, 
Yeah, like it's taken <laughs> real situations. Yeah, but then when you say it, oh, they're like, all right, everyone jump in the water. You're doing your training, and you're like, oh, all right. Like he takes real situations, but you're able to have a laugh at it because you realise just how ridiculous ridiculous it is. Yeah, yeah. The the framing of the whole thing being from the I don't know the 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 brain of a child sort of gives it a good sort of innocent take on it. Like it's sort of it's not yeah as as you know as real and as bad as these situations were, like you can sort of go, oh, well, this is how a child would get brought into this, sort of. Yeah. Which is, gonna, I'm going to spin off into my but, one complaint of this film. Yep. This weird thing that seems to be happening, mm. that no matter how much of a despicable character he plays, Sam Rockwell's character has to be good at the end. It happened in Three Billboards. Where again he played a that bit was of a... more stark yeah. than this. Oh, what no, was what's if... the badness of this guy? Like I understand, I again, I, I thought he was when it's painted through the eyes of a child. Out. Yeah, he would seem like a hmm. a good person, but again he's what appears to be the leader of the Nazi movement within that town to a hmm. degree. Yep, he's not going to be a nice guy. No, no, no. But I think that's sort of. Mm. There was uh, in a in a Sam Rockwell interview, he'd said he'd based or loosely based his character off what he imagined Bill Murray from Stripes would be like um, <laughs> if he was playing a German in this movie. And when I saw the start of it, and he was at the Hitler Youth camp, just yeah. the the scene where he's introduced, I'm like, fuck yeah, that I was can picture good. That. The whole they think someone with only one eye can't shoot, and it just <laughs> that fast snapshot of him just in different angles, and then it like ends, and he's even got a pistol out doing yeah. it as well. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this that I it's think like, that moment instantly, I was like, this movie's gonna have it all. Yeah, but I I think like his character sort of did move along with um the the main character, like it sort of he felt I don't know, like he obviously. He's a shit person because Scarlett Johansson kicked him in the balls and said, "You're shit," and she was still trying to be. And again, through the eyes of an adult, yes. you can see that mm. he is a bad person. Yes. Also, but, mm-hmm. was he and Alfie supposed to be an item of some sorts? It kind of felt that My way when they, um, though. yeah, when he had his flamboyant. Um, I don't know if that's like a real thing I in like. I don't. I don't. I don't think a pink bedazzled cape was ever <laughs> a part of the Nazi <laughs> uniform. <laughs> <laughs> Are we the bad guys? <laughs> New South Wales. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, and then like obviously the scene where um, Elsa is pretending to be his brother or her brother. Mm. Yeah, so or her sister, whatever. Um, I don't know. That was kind of where that Sam Rockwell character changed. Yeah, for the most part, like he's just gone. Yep, that's, that's the right date. <laughs> yep. As soon as that happened, I was like, here we go again. Mm. Mm. I, I, was, I was okay with it, only because yeah. I just think it, it makes, like, because there's a lot of heavy topics in, obviously, in a, in a World War II film. And although we're laughing about a few things, you know, when it's saying, hey, kids, let's do some book burning, or they're speaking to the girls saying, all right, now you're going to, you know, how are you going to give birth to you know, however many <laughs> German was, children? That was hilarious. Like, really they're very the real situations. The, the blokes are getting to do. Mm-hmm. The boys are like, Knife training. Yep. Shooting guns. Everything. Throwing grenades. It's uh-huh. like, and now for the women, dressing wounds. Yes. I and, think. And having children. I think cooking and yep. 
having, having children. children. Mm-hmm. Which Giving birth to like Aryan children yeah, or something. With um, Rebel Wilson following up saying that she'd had eight. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think it brings up, although we're laughing at it, like there's a lot of really heavy topics there, mm. whereas the the way in which it's approached, younger kids can still kind of watch it and get introduced to it, mm. but in a way which isn't as heavy as, because if you watch any other, you know, World War Two movie, you know, it's not going to be the same age demographic watching this versus those kind of movies. Yeah, definitely. Well, so because, I think he, he yeah. tread the line quite well. Well, yeah, and you actually don't see the real Hitler. You just see... Yeah. Oh, you see him at one point on the... The poster. On the poster. On the poster, yeah, yeah. But oh, you yeah, don't but he's see... he's never actually... He's not actually in the movie. Well, like at he's, this point in the war, he was uh, well in his bunker and yep. no longer really a figurehead of the army because he was True. hiding out. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. With a movie like this, you don't want to say too much. Well, they said a bit about the whole... Her parents went on a train and she knew if you're going on that train, you're never coming back. Like, things... Oh, yeah. Underlying dark shit mm. was there. Yeah. It was... It was Not that it was glossed over, but it was just sort of... It wasn't played as overly emotional, like, no. overly hard-hitting. Yeah. It did, like, at points, obviously. Can we talk about the best thing <laughs> of this movie? Go on. Is this the kid? Oh, it's Archie. <laughs> he is. Like... <laughs> In a movie full of amazing performances, yes, he had a presence that any time he was on screen, I was happy. Uh-huh. And even towards the end, any time there was any danger, I got very worried. He was phenomenal. Okay, so what was your favourite Archie moment? Mm. My favourite Archie moment has to be him throwing the knife at the tree. <laughs> And stabbing yeah. the other kid in the leg. And, like, he doesn't say anything. He just looks off to the side, like, <laughs> I've made a mistake here. Uh-huh. He's just so good. I don't know how they got Nick Frost and de-aged him. But it does look like him, That yes. is... Mm. No, like, like, uncannily yeah. like Nick Frost. Yeah. It's scary. But yeah. he's, he was just so good. And I thought he, any time he appeared in the movie again, mm. was just a great time. Yeah, I think when he when him and when he was in his jammies, that was pretty funny. <laughs> when he was in his pajamas, like that's a weird visual. <laughs> Which when he was in the, the tent. tent, yeah, yeah, because he's he a was just chubby. Like, yeah, and, and he's he was, like, because you're fat. <laughs> yeah, you're not my you're my second best friend. I'm just a, <laughs> you're not Adolf Hitler. I'm just in the a body chubby of a kid fat. in a... <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, he was great. Yeah, I, but I think again, so, it was in the trailer. But another great moment of just. Because he was all about the visual gags, I felt. Yes. Like the absurdity of this little chubby kid. Mm-hmm. But like him carrying the rocket launcher and forgetting that he's carrying it so he can wave <laughs> to his best friend, mm-hmm. which blows up a building. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yep. I loved, I loved everything about him. Mm-hmm. And even his final words of the film of, I need a cuddle. Yeah. Because <laughs> after this... Because from the start of the film... Jojo says he's 10. Towards the end, he says he's 10 and a half. Yes. So there is a film somewhere which chronicles six months mm. of him being of Archie. in the army. <laughs> Defending the borders of Germany. An 11-year-old soldier. In a paper uniform. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's the movie I want. Yeah. 
I think I think another. So the last movie we talked about, we talked about um, being smashed over the head with sort of symbolism and stuff, mm. or just just outright saying it. I think this one, the way that they sort of um, before Scarlett Johansson died, they sort mm. of showed a lot of the like a lot of their feet and her shoes exclusively. Yes. Yeah, it's just like, yep, that's well, feet and shoes are a big thing of this film. Mm. The whole he can't tie his shoelaces, showing that's part of his growing up and his arc, because yep. he's only able to do that towards the end. Mm-hmm. And that's a sign of empathy in the film. Yep. So him tying up her <laughs> shoelaces was like the final sign that, you know, he was about to do something nice for her, I mm. felt. Um, yeah, but it was interesting, wasn't it? Like, mm. That's the one thing they kept zeroing in on. I thought it was... You knew shit was going down. Mm. First, when you realised... That some of those dead bodies had the same pamphlet that she had been handing out. Yep. Um, yep. And then, as soon as the Gestapo are rocking up to your house, there's someone's, there's a someone's getting killed. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still shocking. Did they kill yeah. her before they went there? No, I think it was after. Just after. Purely because they asked the question. Have you seen your mother? And he says, no, she's been out a lot. I think that yeah, was enough down. for them to yeah. go, mm. yep, everything that we thought of. Because, yeah, 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 true, yeah. Because I was like, oh, maybe you could look at it as, like, sort of, well, they've already got her. Nah, I see that mm. as, okay, you're cooked. Yeah, no, they, yeah, she was. And I think just yeah. the, the way they they shot that reveal as well. Yes, of just feet. Like, you don't see her. No. It's just the feet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's just, yeah, like the, the way that they sort of subtly put that in mm. without smashing you over the head with it. Yeah, yeah it didn't need to be gruesome or anything. It was just there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was like, it was building up to it, the whole film. When mm-hmm. you look back at it, like, one of the very first scenes she's in is them looking at the bodies. Yep. And, you know, him asking why they're there, and she's like, because they did as yeah. much as they could. Yeah. Or, like, it was they just... did what they could, yeah. Yeah. Very, mm-hmm. very good. It seems to be focused on the Taika movies, the, the child-parent relationship. I guess there's been a lot of the I think, father figures. I think but this he... is the first... This is his first mother. Yeah. I think... And then I think a bit of trivia was he wanted to sort of make this to sort of... Um, Pay tribute to his mum and any single mum. Oh, okay. Single about, yeah. About how they do things. Something else I enjoy, which really set the scene, was the soundtrack. When the first thing you see yes. is, or hear, is the Beatles, I want to hold your hand in German. German yep. And like, acting like... Because you associate like with, like, Beatlemania. But in, yeah. Hitlermania. Yeah. yeah. And, and you see that, I'm like, gee, there's going to be some fun being folk to you. Yep. Oh, it's just, it's, just, yeah, another... He just does solid movies. Mm. Like, this, like, I don't think this is anything groundbreaking in terms of cinema no, or it, what he's it, done. It's yeah. just tightly packaged. It felt yes. everything works. Yeah, it felt more compact than A Hunt for the Wilder People felt. Wilder People yeah. felt more sort of grandiose. Like, I know this is yeah. also grandiose, but this sort of felt more like a sort of condensed. But, sort uh, of... And again, because the biggest bits of conflict in this film mm. happen in a bedroom. Yeah. Yep. And that's and that's also I think that's how it feels mm. very intimate mm. but also being about oh, yeah, the end of the about, war and yeah, exactly. you know this town's going to get invaded all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was there anything we didn't like? Um uh, Rebel Wilson. Yeah, that's fair. I just they could have done without. She wasn't awful or anything, but just you could have anyone. 
I think just sometimes, yeah, she's Ripper Wilson before she's a character. Yeah, you, you, she turns up and you go, oh, she's going to do the... I'm not going to get the, the, the character she's meant to be playing. film where she hasn't made fat jokes about herself. So I've given her points for that. Mm. And I think she was she was just there again to show the absurdity of the Germans. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I take or leave her, really. Like, you could have replaced her with literally anyone and wouldn't have mattered. Thanks. <laughs> oh, there was... Um, I was interested to see her performance and some of her lines because Taika had said that, especially at like the the Hitler Youth kind of um, camp they were doing, mm-hmm. that her lines were based off you know instruction manuals and stuff that actually fit and propaganda they'd found. So I was like, oh, I'm actually interested to see this kind of stuff, knowing that a lot of her lines were going to be because I feel like sometimes she just gets told, right, this is kind of the gist of it. You can kind of run with it and do what you want. Whereas I feel like this was a bit more scripted, saying no, you need to follow this. Okay. Um, yeah. But still, I feel like she's she's Rebel Wilson first. Mm-hmm. My only other gripe with the film was Scarlett Johansson's scene of her being the dad as well. Oh, I fucking love that. Oh, I just. It oh, was, I thought that was beautiful. No, no, I think it was good and it was bad. There was just something about the performance that I didn't but quite that's... like. But that's that's probably genuine. She's probably just trying to go, look, listen to your father. Yeah, I know. And there's no father there. She's got to portray both. I get it. I understood the scene. It just... <laughs> in, a, in, a like movie, it. in a movie of great things, it was the thing that yeah. didn't quite land for me okay. in her... When you were saying, role. is there anything you don't like? Like, it's hard to say, oh, yeah, take this out. Like, it's... Yeah. Like, you know... Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't... I wouldn't remove it for the film. Mm. But it's always going to be a scene when we get to it that I'll just be like, "Here we go." Yeah, I can I, I can get that. Yeah, but that's all. Mm-hmm. Other than that, amazing. Mm-hmm. And sort of like the relationship between Elsa and Jojo. We haven't even gotten to that. Yeah, another great mm. um, young actors actresses mm. working together. It just it works. Yep. Yep. It didn't feel. Weird, like it didn't feel like because there's a there's an obvious age gap there, mm. and like he's sort of he's not sort of he's in love with her, but like I don't know, it was just like a it was a good dynamic. But again, he's in love with her from the standpoint it's probably the first girl other than his oh, sister, absolutely. yes, that he's had any interaction with. Yeah, mm. Mm. and I think she recognises that. And, and he's ten, and he's ten. Yeah, he's a cute ten year old though. Those battle scars, oh, those battle scars. So, I'm really interested to see if we can find some bad reviews. We'll easily find five star reviews because uh, I'm sure you can. It's currently can. sitting at a tomato meter of 79 percent, with an audience score really? of 95 percent. The critics' consensus on this film is Jojo Rabbit's blend of irreverent humor and serious ideas definitely won't be to everyone's taste. But either way, this anti-hate satire is audacious to a fault. Which I think brings me to my favourite line of the film, mm-hmm. where she's like, Jojo, you're not a Nazi. And he says, I'm really into swastikas. I'm pretty sure I am. <laughs> I thought that like cut through so much like right-wing bullshit that goes on at the moment with... Oh, I think I think one of my favourite things when he was at the, the camp and they, they were dancing and they, they do the swastika. Yes, do the swastika. <laughs> <laughs> and Archie didn't get it right. Uh, no, he did not. 
but yeah, I just love that the whole I'm I'm pretty into swastikas as a line. <laughs> yep. Oh, so good. All right. Oh no, that's critics. We don't want critics. No, you don't want a critics review of it. That's too easy. too well written. You want something else. Oh, well. All right. Oh, here we go. Five hours ago. Oh. Half a star. I'll probably get the screening. Not once did I laugh. I didn't observe the tiniest Fuck speck off. of satire. Utterly unconvincing in every way. Well, I reckon I reckon that's that guy at the cinema that <laughs> they gave him the bottle of beer with no, <laughs> with the cap still on it. You see, he was just angry this, the this whole time. This isn't giving me a read more, but we have another half star. I was absolutely disgusted by the attempted satirical content of this content. Jojo Rabbit completely fails in an attempt to make light and funny a situation that is among the darkest in the world's history. All right, so someone that's just taken things a bit too, a bit too seriously. Mm. That's the point of the film, mate, that mm-hmm. they were ridiculous. I can they? see people being offended by it if your stance is that way inclined. Yeah. So. Mm. <laughs> oh, no. I guess I shouldn't make fun of that opinion. But I think... <laughs> oh. I think you've got to go in knowing. I think if you're, you've gone in, you've you've seen the trailer, and you've seen Taika Waititi dressed as Adolf Hitler, you've probably got to know what you're going into. I, I think, think you've you've also got to go in knowing. What, yeah. Like this film is not about like it's not about making light of what no, happened. They they don't know. It's it's showing the sheer ridiculousness hmm. of that kind of ideology and that fanaticism. Well, they didn't show the light I of agree. it. Like they they showed the bad side. They showed the how they hung people. They and, showed and it's, like, you know it's a timely side. film again. Yeah. This kind of mentality is on the rise again. Mm. So to show that like you'd be pretty dumb to mm. in any way think that this is something to revere or mm. join in on. So yeah, come on, people. When they're talking about like the holes in the ideology, like when it's the Russians are coming, it's like, oh, the Russians are worse than the, worse than the Jews. There's always something else to. That's to how they, yeah, the brainwashing yeah. aspect of that whole yeah. sort of, yeah. <laughs> Archie. I hear they fuck dogs. That can't be good. <laughs> You're going to no, come here. Be. And <laughs> I also love, like, just him, as soon as he hears that the Jew might be his girlfriend, he's just all for it. It's mm. like a girlfriend. That's great. Oh, yeah, he... No. It's also like a, a kid just sort of going along with the crowd. Like, that's sort of the, yeah, the whole he, crux of Yeah, the he goes like from that being like, oh, this is this is a pretty bad time to... He gets handed a gun yeah. and goes running into the combat as yeah. well. Like, he's just that indoctrinated that... He's just a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. But there's still some very real moments, even with, you know, the, the parents essentially fearing the kids in Hitler Youth. Like, um... Scarlet being well aware of mm. how brainwashed her son is, mm. just knowing that she can't expose him to certain things because essentially she's going to be in trouble. Like, yeah, yeah. Very good point. I think it was done really well. Mm-hmm. All right. Great. So, Bakesy, a recommendation from yep. you? Oh, 100%. Like, I feel like I recommend some shit movies too, some atrocious movies, but this is a uh, genuinely good movie everyone should be going to see. Would your recommendation be the same if you weren't offered a pickle and wheat beer? Uh, debatable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it uh, enhanced the experience. Definitely enhanced the experience. It did enhance the experience. Uh, re- disappointed I didn't get offered a second pickle from the, from the tin. Chocolate cookie 
It was a fudge brownie. Oh. I was wary of any chocolate cookie because it's very flaky melt. and would stain my top. <laughs> wagon wheel. Um, yep. yep. Damn you? fucking wagon wheel. Yep. Well, I, I loved it. Uh, yeah, I thought, I thought it was incredible. All backs. <laughs> All backs. <laughs> yes. You liked Gra- it? Yeah, great yeah. film. Yeah. He, like, I am into anything that he does. Mm. Disappointed. He had a very odd movie that he was apparently working on it's off Warner Brothers of Slate so that would have been interesting oh, it was okay. like a people think it's an unfilmable film oh. called Akira was a one of the most famous mangas of mm-hmm. the time so it was going to be yeah interesting that he would f- make that film but no more doesn't seem to be the case anymore. okay what about you yeah I really really enjoyed it I'm a big fan of his aesthetic and style and um the humour hits to on point. Mm. Um, I'm going to give it four and a half pickles out of five. Oh good, I thought it was going to be for something to do with swastikas, so I'm glad we went for pickles. They were good pickles. Yep. We should have got four and a half of them. <laughs> <laughs> you, had, you had two, didn't you? I did have two, yeah. Sarah gave me hers. Um, yeah, too many pickles in a cinema. That's probably too many. Maybe. All right, so that's it for this week. Yes. Uh, we'll, we'll try and release this. Before Christmas Day. Yes. So, for those listening, have a merry and safe Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas from mm-hmm. with this very festive movie. With well, this very... <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Well, to be fair, this releases on Boxing Day. Yes. So, if you've, for some reason, listened to this and went, that whole movie is spoiled for me, but I still want to see it, go and enjoy. Oh, it's not spoiled. That's, people know how it ends. This is true. It's <laughs> a piece of history. It's a piece of history. All right. So thank you for listening, everyone. Um, if you have, as always, any feedback, questions, just mad props for us, email us at cameoguys at gmail.com. Yeah, well, Read us a new one. I really don't care. Yeah, that'll be fun as Come well. Come at me. Or, yeah, comment on our posts on yep. uh, Instagram. You can find us as simply the Cameo Guys. Um, once again, thank you, and uh, we'll see you next week. See ya. See ya.